0: in spongebob what's in the script as cone face
1: (laughs) oh my
0: we don't know no one knows what it is but i have a traffic cone on my face with (laughs) ripple ball eyes and then blue flippers like for scuba diving and an orange backpack and i'm hunched over
2: with Sun Sounds of Arizona in Flagstaff, Arizona, and welcome to episode 19 of Untamed Shrew's Women Talk Theater, presented by the Flagstaff Shakespeare Festival. I'm Becky. And I'm Hannah. And I'm Don, And welcome to Untamed Shrew's Women Talk <laughs> Theater. Today, we're chatting with my old college friend, Stephen Fala, host of the Pipe and Drape podcast. We will be discussing all things theater for younger audiences, or TYA
1: but before we talk with steven shrews let's do our weekly well monthly check-in <laughs> oh my gosh why can't we talk today guys i will say we do our like main episode with our person first and then our check-in you're gonna hear the episode obviously in just a few minutes but we are all just <laughs> stumbling over our words today it's okay What's I joked. Going on? I
2: joked the other day. That I was like, "Oh, Mercury's in retrograde," and somebody was like, "Well, actually, it isn't." And I was like, "No, I know," <laughs> but like, I feel like all these like silly things are just like in my life, or like technology is not working, or yeah. I can't talk, and I'm like, it just feels like it should be if it's not.
1: Emotionally, I am Mercury, and I am in retrograde. <laughs> yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah. anyway, how are we,
3: Don? How you doing? Um, well. Wow. I mean the tent fundraiser was Woo, amazing, yay. guys. We raised like thirteen thousand dollars in five days. Yeah, and insane. I just can't tell you how like how reassured that makes me feel about, you know, just like the support of the community here yeah. and that we really have this base of people who wants us doing theater and wants to stay dry and shady while we're doing theater <laughs> for them and I just that was so heartwarming you know it's been a, it's been a tough year for all theater companies we've yeah. been reaching out to friends nationally locally everywhere just saying like why can't we find tech why you know is attendance down what's going on in theater and everyone is just saying same 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 from yeah. you know Germany to Arizona it's just this odd time post-COVID
1: yeah, yeah.
3: Um, but, uh, you know, it was really amazing and reassuring to, you know, have the, yeah, to have the fundraiser go so well.
1: Yeah. I know me and Don have been texting back and forth and it just really raised morale specifically for Don and I, we've had, you know, we've had a really tough few months to be honest. I mean, you know, Don just had her baby and, you know, things are like majorly changing in the theater world and at flag shakes, you know, um, and we're just moving forward. we we've just hit a lot of roadblocks and Don and I have felt very, um, you know, discouraged, unfortunately, in a lot of ways. And this week having the tent fundraiser go so well just was really good for me and Dawn's mental health because sometimes, you know, it kind of feels like you're creating theater in a vacuum and you're just like knocking your head on the wall and you're like, why am I still doing this? Is anyone even still want me to be doing this? Does anyone want me to be doing <laughs> this? Should I be doing void? this? Yeah, yeah, like, I don't know if I should even, like, am I making theater for, who wants to be here? <laughs> like, <laughs> so it's just been really, really, it's been so good for, uh, I think internally at Flag Shakes, yeah just to know that people still want to come out and see these shows and and uh people are wanting to support us and like
2: the work that we're doing so yeah that was that was great yeah that was such a good thing that happened this week at the shindig uh the the fundraiser also um I met a couple who told me that they had been coming to see the shows since 2015 wow. since the very first show like yeah and it's just we have those like very hardcore patrons who want to come yeah follow us from the beginning they're they don't live in flagstaff they they live down in phoenix but they come up i mean they've got a place but like i don't know they found flag shakes in 2015 and haven't left like they keep coming back so that's it was that's awesome (laughs)
1: love that yeah cool but uh blake's good and i mean
3: everything going well yeah he was a little world. sick for a while but he has bounced back and is good. feeling good and now he's just trying to pop a million teeth so <laughs> <laughs> your baby has teeth wow yeah, he has two bottom teeth and he's That's popping exciting. his two top teeth and oh he's goodness. being an absolute saint about it I can't imagine how bad it must hurt but he's he's like barely fussy sometimes he's so sweet um but yeah he's doing really good and he's fully recovered, um, feeling much better. And that's awesome too.
1: Speaking of teeth, I texted Don this morning and I was like, Hey, I need a dentist cause I need to get my teeth clean. And Don was like, go to this place. Also he's hot. And I was like, say no more, babe. Say no more. <laughs> Great.
3: <laughs> hot dentist. Here I come. <laughs> Best-looking dentist I've ever had.
1: Which, I mean, might not be that hard to be. Like, the bar is low. He's a good-looking guy. Okay, cool. Maybe I'll check in next month and let you know how my hot dentist appointment went.
2: That actually reminds me that I need to uh, get dental coverage. Yeah, Yeah. no, because, yeah, I... Uh, Somebody uh, on my Facebook likes to call teeth uh, rich people bones because they're not always included in just a standard health insurance plan, Mm -hmm. which is fascinating that that's not – okay. Well, I'm just – now I'm – Rabbit hole. Yeah. (laughs) No, because – okay. Because vision, you don't need – vision, any, like, vision emergencies, and I'm not – don't quote me on this if it I'm comes down to it. But what I was told was that vision emergencies will be covered by medical. You don't need separate vision insurance. Okay. Like if you need surgery or whatever. Right. But dental insurance, or dent, your teeth are not the same. You need dental insurance for, like, if, if something if, happens. If something happens. And I'm like, what? But <sighs> I. <clears throat> health insurance is such a mess, but that is. Yeah.
1: That is a <laughs> different topic for another day. Yes.
2: Oh, boy. <laughs> Bex, how are you? I'm okay. I still feel like I haven't had any time to Mm -hmm. just not do anything um yeah but I have just bought flights um for a trip in August which if you know me I usually book flights like three days out so I'm pretty proud of myself for that you are notorious (laughs) yeah um but I'm going to uh to Montana with some friends who I used to work in Montana um for three summers and so I'm going back with some friends um none of us ha- I don't believe any of us have been back to Montana since 2016 so okay. that's what like six years yeah Um so we're gonna we've got plans like we're going to Glacier National Park which is my absolute favorite place on earth Um mm. so I am just so much looking forward to that Yay. Um so we when we had uh, Devon Glover on the podcast last week last month uh <laughs> last week, <laughs> I know I think yeah. we recorded these very only closely. a couple weeks ago yeah, yeah. 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 Um when he led the, the sonnet workshop that uh, Flagshakes hosted in 2020, the sonnet that I wrote was about Glacier National Park. Oh. And I haven't touched it since 2020. So that's also kind of Bring like back. inspiring me to look at Instagram it. Instagram caption. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> post yeah. that sonnet when you post your glacier pics. Yeah. So, yeah. Nice. I'm really looking forward to that. Good. Yeah. Oh,
1: jealous. Yeah. I want to book some trips, but I have had not a moment – to sit down and buy a flight i need to buy my bahamas flights for star i we've talked about going to denver for a girl's trip in july well now it's the end of june so your girl needs to do that if we're gonna do that <laughs> um yeah i really need to i need to do that but i yeah it's the same like i feel yeah. like you use the word shot out of a cannon i feel like i was shot out of a cannon last october and <laughs> i'm still in the air <laughs> my cannon has not dropped <laughs> yeah 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 that's it's, crazy yeah well, the fires are under some, yeah, yeah, they're better. That's I don't know if they're good. technically out. Are they technically out? Dawn might know. Her husband I is think an environmental journalist. I think they're
3: both fully really contained. Okay, um, cool. The problem now is flooding. Okay. So those fire yeah. scars flood. Right, we have major um, so I monsoon. Think that's, yeah. Yeah, we had a major monsoon yesterday, and some of that fire scar area flooded. Right.
1: So. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yep. Cool awesome well it's so good to see you my shrews we're in the middle of our summer rep this will come out once uh the final weekend of summer rep so by the time you hear that no. this summer rep will be over no, won't but... we have
2: one more weekend
1: Mm-mm, this comes out oh, wait. on the 17th right let's see hold <laughs> i'm pretty sure
2: <laughs> i let's thought
1: see. it won Two, three. Oh, you're right. We will have one more weekend. So this will come out the end of the first weekend. Sweet. Um, So if you have not already and you're listening to this on time... Please go see Importance of Being Earnest or Othello. We talked with Devon Glover last month, uh, The Sonnet Man. He's directing Othello. um, And James Cougar Canfield is directing The The Importance Importance of of Being being Earnest. earnest. And it is is just the most ridiculous, most fun show you'll probably ever see. So you have to come see them both. Um, Have a laugh, have a cry. Uh, <laughs>
2: yeah let out yeah let yeah, it all out let
1: it all out with the summer rapid flag shake that flag sure shakes do you remember the one time in the austin episode <laughs> when i called us the flagstaff shakespeare company what the heck <laughs> is happening Anyway, Mercury's in retrograde. Mercury's in retrograde. Mer- mer- ah! <laughs> exactly. Oh, well, I think that's our cue that we should just jump on over to Stephen. What do we say? Let's do it. Okay, now
2: over to our conversation with Stephen.
1: Bye, Shrews. Bye.
2: Okay, we are back with my friend Stephen Fala. Yay. Hi. Um, Stephen, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, Stephen and I met in college at Temple University, so maybe the cliff notes, spark notes, or the full folio of what you've been doing (laughs) since we graduated. Hi, everyone. Um, Yeah,
0: Becky and I uh, met one of... Our like first days at yeah. Temple, Aww. um, and I'm, then
2: uh, oh, sorry, Stephen, I pretty so it was you're like my first or like the second friend that I met at oh. Temple. Like I think it, it was probably Welcome Week or something. Like first weekend there, I didn't know anyone. Precious, and then then we met. No, <laughs>
0: yeah, we were we're sitting um in like this big old hall, <laughs> um, one of Temple's very few older buildings, uh, where we we met and learned about you know the basics of the university and then we went through the theater program together uh with the acting classes and working behind the scenes and uh we were in Alpha Psi Omega together, mm-hmm. so we were helping to produce student-run theater, which is uh, one of the major ways that people at Temple learn and learn how to create theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we graduated together, and then Becky was actually a bridge for me into the real world. Oh. Um, so we, uh, we both ended up working for what is now the Rev Theater Company up yes. in the Finger Lakes right after graduation. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, Becky went right up there, and then I was home for a couple months, and then uh, moved to the Finger Lakes, knowing no one except for Becky, who was uh, just finishing up her contract up there, and I was about to start, so we had, like, sleepovers, and then went out and about in Auburn, and (laughs) then uh, we both uh, continued on our magical journeys, and that was um, one of my first uh, professional TYA jobs was that contract, so... Becky, yeah. you made me feel very comfortable Aww. up there on... It was my 22nd birthday was Aww. when I moved Oh,
1: out. my <laughs> gosh. Fresh baby, Steven. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I can't wait to talk about MGR, Now the
2: Rev, yeah. when we get into, like, more of the actual meat of the episode. But yeah, cool. Yeah, I because I think my contract had ended like the week before or maybe it was like the day that you had gotten there but my parents were coming up to the Finger Lakes in a week and Stephen let me sleep on his floor. Thank you. Cute. I don't That's know if awesome. that was kosher for MGR. Don't tell them. Oh. I'm just kidding. I'm sure it was fine. <laughs> well, Lisa. <laughs> Lisa. <laughs>
1: uh. <laughs> awesome. And what are you up to now? You're actually currently in Arizona, which is so funny. Yay. Like, we were planning to have you on the pod before you were even in Arizona, which is funny.
0: Yeah, this worked out so nicely. I super last minute would, received an offer to do SpongeBob at Arizona Broadway Theater. Mm-hmm. And had 48 hours to get my life together and hop on a plane and <laughs> yep. jump into rehearsals. So I'm currently three hours south of you all yeah. working yeah. on Spongebob. This is my day off and Thanks we have another us. few yeah. weeks of the run by the time. Actually, this will be airing as I'm taking my final bow. Oh, uh,
1: you're right. Yeah. 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 Last Sunday or third Sunday of the month. y'all. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And uh, Becky came down to see the show and we, we caught up for the first time in a very long time since jobs and various global events have taken (laughs) us other places. Yes. So I'm just down here under the sea.
1: (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Oh, what a, what a silly show. We were talking about SpongeBob. What a, yeah. What a crazy show. So what are you, tell us about pipe and drape. Um, your own podcast. We are podcast buddies.
0: <laughs> yes. I. While I'm down here, I am starting to release my season two interviews, nice. which is exciting uh, to get different perspectives out in the world. I a few years ago, I was working on a show and I was reading this uh, book called Hashtag So Blessed, and it was kind of a tongue-in-cheek review of regional theaters in Like Hashtag America. Blessed and Booked?
2: Book, booked and blast. Booked and blast. Did I say it wrong? Oh uh, no. Colloquially, it is hashtag booked, booked and blast.
1: But I'm just flying by the scene of my pants, babe. I don't know. Booked and blast, blast and booked.
0: Sorry. Go so ahead, we... steven Oh no, no, no. You're fine. You're fine. So when I was hashtag booked, I started inspired by that. What I read, I started writing about my own experiences. Through the lens of someone who mainly does theater for young audiences or TYA, yeah, and there were many similarities as far as the audition culture and you know people say the grind. I don't, I never refer to it as that, but uh, there, there are a lot of things that were were different about my my take on the the theater industry. And uh, as I was writing my own, writing down my own experiences, I realized, wait, I'm not the only one who does you know, has been hopping around doing TYA at all these places. There's a whole group of us, people our age, who have bridged the gap between being a kid and performing for kids in this section of the industry that a lot of people don't talk about. Mm -hmm. So I decided that I wanted to talk about it with people and share those stories. So I started this podcast where I was interviewing uh, industry members who had early on either after high school or college or whatever done something with TYA either writing it performing in it uh, stage managing designing it uh, producing it this season I have a couple of producers on Mm. and so I've been using this podcast as a platform to help share other people's pipe and drape stories
1: nice which has been
0: really nice especially during the pandemic to still keep my foot in the theater door when things were at intermission. And now we're back. Yay! Yay.
1: Yeah. I know, and now we have a podcast. We, yeah. we all made our pandemic podcast. <laughs> and now we're, this is episode 19. So he, y'all, yeah. we're like professional podcasters <laughs>
2: now. Um, Stephen, would you explain just a little bit what exactly pipe and drape means Ooh. for our audience members?
0: <laughs> a lot of children's theater shows or theater for young audiences there are pieces that are taken to schools mm-hmm. so kids can just go to their gym, cafeteria, gymnasium, cafetorium, whatever it is and see theater and then get right back to class because it's it's easier, it is cheaper to bring theater to kids rather than yeah. bring kids to theater Put them on
1: buses. and in order
0: to do that and get things uh, in and out of schools very quickly the set itself where the actors perform is constructed out of pipes and backdrops or drapes that come apart and fold together very very easily and so it's just known in the industry that it's a pipe and drape model tour so it's understood that you're just Mm -hmm. setting up these pipes that all hook into each other with various uh drops that hook on and off and uh I've done shows where it's uh you know, tiny people say dinky pipe and drape <laughs> where it's like literal PVC pipes yeah. or then stuff where in theory, you know, doing a, a big show in an arena, there's still drapes and there's still pipes. They're just like really, really big, yeah. but <laughs> they're just normally, very fancy. Uh, pipe and drape refers yeah. to the small stuff. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 I've done um, a TYA tour that all of our things. So the pipe and drape our costumes any props that we had all fit into like two like well like I don't know extra long duffel bags essentially yeah. and yeah yeah but like because we were touring and yeah like going into schools and stuff and oftentimes like uh there's not a lot of setup time like maybe you have a half an hour yeah. and it's like because they kind of want you like in and out uh maybe you've got two or three shows that day um yeah yeah yeah
1: by the way dawn is here everyone out there she just has her baby with her so she's I'm laughing and, mute. yeah as you say, she's
3: laughing having giggling. A heck of a time at his play table Ooh. talk about youth theater <laughs> um, <laughs> there's some there's some excitement going on here so yes. i will unmute and pop in but right now i'm just enjoying the conversation
1: <laughs> you have become a listener of untamed Shrews. um i just wanted to make sure they were like where the heck is dawn <laughs> um like i I don't I haven't heard one giggle. Uh, I'm here. <laughs> she's here. She's here. That's awesome. Well, I would love to just jump into. I, honestly, I would just love to talk about like fun experiences we've had in TYA. Um, I think yeah. I would love to especially just discuss uh, me me and Becky. Becky and I have been friends for many, well, many years, I guess. is, I mean, a good well, chunk of years yeah. now, since 2019. I mean,
2: it's now four years. Yeah, it's now four <laughs> years.
1: But the cra- what I love to say about Becky and I's relationship is that when I first met Becky, there was about nine months that the longest... <laughs> time that becky and i were apart was going to bed (laughs) like we we did like three contracts in a row together and we went on tour with the ty with for tya Um, the summer of 2019 Mm -hmm. and it's with what is now the rev at the time merry-go-round playhouse our merry-go-round youth theater a lot of different names but they're the rev now and we went on tour in upstate new york and we had such a blast and it's i don't know it's just i mean it's definitely a shrew (laughs) an og (laughs) shrew um experience but honestly one of my most favorite Memories of all time. Like, thinking back to those six, seven weeks, whatever Mm -hmm. it was, it was such a magical time. We were in that sprinter van. Yeah. We were... Eating so much ice cream. Wow, did
2: we eat so much ice cream. So, Steven is saying yeah. yes. So I don't know if you're the tours that you've done where like, I don't know, maybe there's like a common theme or like inside yeah. joke or what. Well, I'm sure there is. But like, so the thing that we had for the four of us on this tour <laughs> and um, something that I don't know if we've said before, but I, or at least the contracts that I've done with TYA, we're all traveling Together in a van, so yeah. like the actors are also the drivers right. are also setting up the pipe and drape and and we are checking our out own with the schools, technicians, yeah, yeah. But so you get you you can get really close with the people who, um, yeah you're in that bandwidth and so something that we would do is kind of every time we came across like a small town ice cream shop we're like we we're stopping had to right stop. we're stopping. even if yeah. we didn't want
1: the ice cream we still stopped yeah but the crazy thing was is like i was probably like that was like one of the most fit times of my life because we were literally setting up this stage however many times Hauling a day sandbags. and we were sweating our butts out like oh yeah. my gosh so this ice cream just like it did not matter we could eat ice cream after ice cream after ice cream cone and we were yeah we still needed okay. more calories yeah. <laughs> we still needed more calories it was so fun I I love yeah. that experience
2: yeah so Steven has there been like any like I mean that's not like an inside One joke chore. but like any oh, yeah. like themes that develop in the tours or
1: well he giggled when I said ice cream so maybe it's like more of a thing <laughs> than I knew
0: I didn't really have froyo until I worked at the rev okay and I- we were constantly getting it
1: only eating froyo.
0: <laughs> yeah it was i needed it i as you said it's you're constantly working and yeah. so you need that refuel and there's just so many options for toppings and i just fell in <laughs> love with frozen yogurt up there so that was such a thing with us we had a joke that i loved tim hortons
2: Ooh. my
0: friend scott pointed this out um scott dual uh, who was on tour with me and has done a bunch of shows up yeah. the rev?
2: I, he, that was there. I my loved first Tim too. Hortons. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, no, that was yeah. fine. It's just,
0: now that I'm saying it out loud, I'm like, this isn't funny, but it's only funny. That's It's just an inside joke. So, oh. everyone, welcome. <laughs>
1: Sorry, if you've worked for The Rev, we should start, like, a little group. Yeah. I was actually thinking on our Instagram, do you remember that really cool um, time lapse we took of behind the stage? Oh, yeah. I'm totally going to post that on the gram. Oh, yeah. To promote this episode. That would be great. Yeah. 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 But, oh, my gosh, such yeah. such good memories. Yeah.
2: but um, So this is kind of veering out of, like yeah themes inside jokes and stuff mm-hmm. um but some things that like maybe you pick up while you're on tour mm. um because Stephen and I were talking when we met up a couple of weeks ago that um that you've actually done some aerial that you started oh. or that you did as you were on one of the T- one of the TIA tours right that you that you've done before I don't know if you want to talk a, a little bit about that like Ooh, picking up aerialist. a new hobby like kind of how that like works in a traveling schedule more or less
0: I'm always looking for a new adventure when I'm on the road. Something that was always impressed upon me was travel while you're young. And I was like, okay. So I did it, (laughs) but also worked at the same time. And opportunities like taking aerial classes, doing silks and lira when I was on the road just came up. So that, uh, air, cool. all my aerial classes happened when I was working for Nickelodeon. Uh, I was on tour. I did Paw Patrol. Mm-hmm. And we... You're the Paw
1: a... Patrol friend? Yeah. Oh! <laughs> okay. I know you more Hannah than has I nieces and nephews. <laughs> well, yeah, we were... Because remember... Okay, sorry. Now we're off topic. Oh, no. But we were talking about auditioning for Paw Patrol, remember?
2: I don't. But I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, continue.
0: <laughs> I i love i could do a whole podcast just me gushing about pop pop i think it's such a good show and brand i don't know anyway my thighs um never were like stronger (laughs) than they were than doing that show Um, but my hips are destroyed forever but it's fine oh
1: Oh, no no. (laughs) oh i need to know that story but
0: i puppetry will get you you know it's just a lot but um i was doing these aerial classes with my my cast because they were all interested and my performance director was really interested in it too so then the two of us would go and we would do stuff and it was fun so that was just a new skill that i picked up I don't want to say skill because I'm very, very beginner, but I loved it. I felt yes. like this is what I was doing on the swing set when I was younger. And I was doing flips and, you know, the teachers were mad. I'm like, okay, but I'm an artist. Okay, <laughs> but and like, so
1: excuse to- you, I'm a circus artist. <laughs> don't crush my don't dream. Don't crush my dream. <laughs> yeah, exactly. we love that. Anything Ariel, we're like, yes, talk to us about Ariel. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, and I think you mentioned that somebody from that tour who ended up picking up pole has now like... I, I don't know, made it their career or definitely like expanded and has become very advanced about it or, or with it, something like that. Cool.
0: Yeah. Uh, my friend uh, Jackie Fisher, who was our one of our swings on the tour, um, has really, really gotten into it uh, since and has a whole separate Instagram account. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, yes. And I'm following her journey with that mm-hmm. on Instagram. Same with you, Becky. Yeah. Like, I, It's really cool to see what people you know hobbies outside of theater because I feel like so much of my life it's been like theater was my hobby theater was also my my
1: life my career
0: yeah it's all my family will ask me about and I realized oh my gosh do I have anything that I do outside of (laughs) my job
1: so I
0: started doing other stuff just because (laughs) it's so true
1: and like when I whenever I discuss Ariel with people I like to say it's the first thing I've found that I love as much as theater and I found theater when I was, like, five. So I haven't discovered something that I'm this passionate about since I was a child. Yeah. And, of course, I have honed my theater skills. But I have never, like, I haven't had the chance to discover something that, like, that I'm this obsessed with yeah. since I was a kiddo. So that's why I love Ariel so much because I've never, like, yeah, I don't know. I've never, like, opened up to a whole new world before since I was little. Yeah. So.
2: I, senior year of college um, me and two friends went to go get our haircuts I don't know it was like before tech or opening or something we're like yeah now's a great time to go get a haircut um, but so we went to this place and we afterward all three of us were like my stylist asked me what my hobbies were and I was like I don't know one. I do theater like th- I need I say more it's the like, only one it's the yeah. only one I have yeah so it's nice like growing up or like now ha- like yeah, what am I trying to say? Like, <laughs> having the time, yeah, energy, resources. Money, yeah. Money to, to be able to pick up things that, I don't know, living in Philadelphia, I didn't do. And I'm sure, I mean, it was also, like, 2009 or whatever. Or to the 20... 20- what am yeah. I saying? I'm just rambling. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. No, you're not yeah, rambling. But just, like, I don't know, like, pole fitness wasn't really, like, a thing. It right. doesn't feel like back then. And Ariel, at least I didn't really know about it until coming to Flagstaff mm-hmm. so it's like I don't know just as the I knew it go existed on. but
1: I never ever thought I could do it yeah I only ever thought that like crazy crazy athletes could do it I never thought especially like i you know had a higher weight body at the time i never ever would have thought that i could have done aerial like yeah not something i would have ever believed so anyway this is not an aerial (laughs) podcast (laughs) that's funny okay um well don do you want to
3: is there anything you want to (laughs) add not that no. not, not aerial related so it's like <laughs> would just take us on a further tangent <laughs> um, I, I've only done one um why, uh, one youth like tour in my time in theater and it was while I was in college. Um we did a play called the the Odyssey of Jeremy Jack and I played a very purple lizard. Ooh. And that's <laughs> really all I have to say. Wait,
1: let's <laughs> let's all name the weird animals we've played. Okay. Whoa. So you've been a purple
3: lizard weird purple lizard okay and in a hawaiian print dress in a hawaiian print dress naturally okay
1: <laughs> i have been a like rainbow fox <laughs> who represented the northern lights to laketu and yeah. i wore a lot of fur in upstate new york in 95 degree weather in like 100 percent humidity it's hot <laughs> becky you played you played a I've played like, yeah, like the dogs. dog. Yeah, the dog. Um, Tell them about your inspiration for the dog.
2: Oh, so uh, <laughs> so I did the Bremen Town Musicians with MGR uh, Mary Ground Playhouse MGR. Why did that sound Mary hey. Go around. Yeah, I am like, hey. why did that sound so weird? Okay, with Mary Go Playhouse, now known as the Rev, um, we did a show called The Bremen Town Musicians, which is not really a fairy tale. I think that our generation knows, mm. um, but it's based on these four animals that meet up in Bremen, Germany. Um, or they're, they're trying to get to Bremen, Germany to be to form a band. Cute. And I played the dog, and um, the costume designer, uh, when I chatted with her, I was like, oh, what was your inspiration like, for? For this dog, like this dog, looks familiar to me, and it was a blue healer. And my brother's dog is a blue healer, so I was like, Oh, yay, I just get to be tater tot. I was gonna say, <laughs> and me yeah. and Becky
1: just had a joke the other day that I knew her brother's dog's name, but not her brother's <laughs> name. <laughs> What a bad best friend! I was like, oh yeah, Tater Tot, oh yeah, and also Tater Tot's dad.
2: Uh, question mark? Question mark?
1: What's your brother's name? Yeah. I mean, Tater, uh, Tater Tot is unforgettable. Yeah. Tater Tot's very cute.
2: Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then, other animals. Well, so I've also played. Um. It would. We did like a spoof off of um, fairy tales. So instead of Little Red Riding Hood, I was Little Blue Riding Hood. Okay. Um. That's the only name that I can remember of those characters. But but they're definitely wacky. Um, Steven, what about you? Yeah. Aside from Paw I'm, I'm
0: a puppeteer, so I've
2: played a played lot of animals, animals yeah, at yeah. some
0: point. Um, I'm currently in SpongeBob. What's in the script as Cone Face?
1: Oh, my. We,
0: we don't know. No one knows what it is. But I have a traffic cone on my face with wiffle ball eyes and then blue flippers, like for oh scuba diving, gosh. and an orange backpack. And I'm hunched over.
1: Oh, I can't. And
0: it just is. I can't. And we don't talk about it. <laughs> and we talk about it backstage, but in the show, it's not explained. I come on, I'm on stage in that thing for maybe 30 seconds. <laughs>
2: it's very much. it's like, just a cone for no reason like the like just like trash found in the sea i don't know <laughs> not oh you yourself gosh. of course just the cone why is there a cone in or the, is in it the sea? is
1: it supposed to be like the driving episode of spongebob like i'm trying to think of like i was not actually much of a spongebob fan but isn't there an episode where he like gets his driver's license or something yeah i don't know this is a stretch <laughs>
0: I wish there's – when it goes episodes. to rock bottom and everyone looks weird and has an accent where they <laughs> pff, talk pff, <laughs> pff, like <laughs> pff, this – and I really wanted to incorporate that into <laughs> Cone but it's not scripted. And I Aww. felt like if they wanted that reference, they would do it.
3: Yeah. I'm losing but my mind. Okay, maybe that's...
1: Unless that's his backstory. Yeah. Just, Steven, I am totally a fangirl for SpongeBob. So as
2: soon as you said <laughs> that, I was just like, oh my God. She gosh, was oh like, I gosh. want to talk about it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so. Um, uh. But that kind of segues you doing the people talk, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I can't even do it. Uh, like that. Kind of like, I don't know. So working in TYA, <laughs> Like the comedy aspect to it, I feel like, is so silly, but it also is so specific and is so, um, yeah, like focused because if you, the actor, is not focused or like specific about it on stage, I feel like you're gonna lose lose your kids. Yeah. And I don't know, like, the, like, working in TYA is always such like an honor and like just like a masterclass of comedy yeah if you're working on a comedic show like i I don't know because like it has to be so there's like just a a little bit well if you literally drop your
1: game at all they they just lose interest yeah like an an adult audience is more willing to stick with you through the like highs and the lows but a kiddo audience if you yeah if you drop your energy any iota they're just like oh i could pick at these flowers in the grass instead <laughs> and that's way more interesting than you hannah so you like have to
2: yeah you have to be on yeah. your a-game like literally at every moment yeah i don't know stephen do you find like during rehearsals and stuff there's a little bit more i don't know like f- focused not to say that like of course in a non-tya show there's not that focus I don't know. Does it make sense what I'm trying to say? I don't know. <laughs> like, do
1: you mean, uh, like, the show itself or the, uh, like, the process of learning the show or the the comedy?
2: A little bit of all three. All three? Yeah. I don't know. Stephen. were you going to say something?
0: Oh, no.
1: No, I mean, right. I can say
2: something. I don't know. <laughs> no, Please say something. Say something. I'll keep rambling. Anything? I'm just kidding.
0: When, I think, whenever I'm working on a, a TYA piece, I'm still approaching it the same way I would approach anything else. It's just with the understanding that this script is going to look a little different because mm-hmm. the kids don't have the same vocabulary that adults do yeah. and the same references. So a lot of times in scripts for adults, there's their colloquialisms or like situations where they don't need to be explained because we've been alive for 30 years. We get what this is. Whereas mm-hmm. kids don't have that many reference points in their life. Mm-hmm. And so things are a bigger deal stakes are higher because it's new stuff and mm-hmm. so it's approaching it through that lens where things are written out differently kind of staged differently so it's like a teaching moment without and i hate this phrase talking down to them and mm-hmm. this is something i think about a lot because in a lot of ty tya auditions i go to the uh, casting is saying we don't talk down to kids and like that's very vague Because in my mind, that means your hands are on your hips and you're like, we don't do this and talking Mm. to the audience. But I I think, you know, talking down to kids is like trying to do something bad and passing it off as good. So it's that energy putting into it where it's even though the material was, I don't want to say more basic, but uh, just different than adults where the vocabulary is different, the stories are different. It still has to be filled with that same amount of heart. Mm -hmm. And they know when you're phoning it in or just filling in a very basic archetype. So I take it as a challenge where, okay, this dialogue is a little plainer than usual, but that's my job to fill this box with something really exceptional and different. So when I first started working with, the Rev, and I went and I did TYA with like Barter and like Lexus and Children's Theater. I'm still going and I'm doing my Uta Hagen work. Like that's mm-hmm. something very important to me. That's uh, temples, their basic principle is Uta Hagen. We don't really delve into too many other methods when we're there. Yeah. And so I was going and doing my character work because I'm very much in my head whenever I'm creating a piece. And so I need to have all of that. So when dealing with stuff like comedy or entertaining, uh, for the most part, it's very physical because regardless of where you are in your language learning skills, physical comedy is universal. It doesn't matter usually what country you're in or age. It's something like-
1: You can still enjoy, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: and yeah. so since I've always been a very physical performer, that's come very easily to me where uh, you know I grew up watching- friends and will and grace where Mm -hmm. a lot of the comedy is theatrical and physical so it just clicked with me
2: yeah
0: and um being involved in these stories where you are in the amazon or the ocean or terabithia or whatever the you're playing creatures that don't usually have human qualities and Mm -hmm. so it's this fun mixture of very real they're very I don't want to say raw, but like raw training that I had (laughs) and fantastical situations uh, that a lot of people I think don't do when they're, they're doing TIA, but it is something that I do take seriously.
2: Yeah. Um, Yeah. Something that I learned, picked up was that um, kids are smarter than you think Mm. and let's say you you got you're going into a school and you're performing for the entire elementary school so it's 1 through 5 they're obviously at very different like developmental stages, learning stages from a first grader to a fifth grader, but playing to, like, the intelligence of a fifth grader. Because the first graders are going to go, oh, oh, I should, like, oh, the fifth graders are are into this. Like, I want to be into this, too. Mm-hmm. But if you play just to the first graders, then the fifth graders are, like, well, bored, yeah. Yeah, like, I'm beyond this. Like, why am I here? And then they get, yeah, yeah they get bored. I'm too cool for this. Yeah, yeah. I'm too cool for this. Oh,
1: that's, like, the main thing is that, that students and kiddos can be – um are really really like hard to impress and they can sense your fear <laughs> and they're like uh, i'm too cool
2: for you and you're like please like me <laughs> when i did the um echoes workshops for uh the middle schoolers i literally was like oh yeah no they are cooler than me yeah, they're like, they're i'm like i'm not cool enough for them <laughs> yeah totally that's awesome
1: yeah um Yeah, what I love about TYA is you kind of mentioned it, like the fantastical elements. Like, of course, there are shows that are, you know, geared towards adults that are also fantastical, especially musicals. But, you know, I primarily do Shakespeare. And musicals. So I'm like kind of the two... Like, I mean, Shakespeare, of course, has fantastical elements, but um, there is nothing like a TYA show. Like Dawn just said, she was a very purple lizard. Like, <laughs> just like the most fantastic... Like, you are personifying an animal that's very, like, very traditional for TYA is like animal stories. Um, I think I've played an otter before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like... Yeah. The, it, and And I don't want to say... I don't want to say stereotypes, but, like, um, like over the top... Like, taking one aspect and just, like, really running with it. Like, one little thing about the character and making it, like, so huge and so big because that's, like, what the kids can latch on to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that's what I think I love about TYA is, like, that whimsical aspect of the performance style. Um, it's just so fun. Yeah. It's a, tons yeah. of fun.
2: Kids haven't lost their like um, imagination Mm, or like play yet and I feel like a lot of adults I mean we do like yeah like it's because it's seen as childish or immature or whatever and but yeah so so TYA kind of allows for more of that um that playfulness i don't know yeah
1: (laughs) speaking of what are like some of our most favorite like silly stories like steven do you have like a hilarious interaction you've had with a kid or just something that's like you know stereotypical tya silly fun stuff
0: oh gosh i think interactions with kids this isn't even silly but i will never forget this i Mm -hmm. When I was working for The Rev, I had to go into the classrooms before the show and have a discussion with fifth graders about the environment, the Amazon, and things that we can do to create, you know, have more sustainable ways of life. And the amount of stuff that kids already knew blew me away. Hmm. Part of the workshop was that I had to explain what a hydroelectric dam was, which I had no idea that even existed before (laughs) this contract. So I'm always learning. And so I went in and... Uh, I went up to the whiteboard and I was like, what do you think this like a hydroelectric dam is? This kid raised his hand and explained it perfectly. (laughs) And I was like, well, there you go. (laughs) I I don't
1: need to be here.
0: Yeah, I was shocked. And I was like, oh my gosh, do you want to like, do you wanna come do with us? Horrible. Like you're done. Wait,
1: yes, I have a similar story. It's not for TYA, but kids will latch onto something. I have um like a three and like an almost five year old, like two nephews who, oh my gosh, do not tell them what kind of dump like if you say dump truck. They're going to be like, "Um, excuse you, Auntie Hanny, this is actually an excavator. And this is like all the things about the excavator. And these are all the different types of excavators. And this is a dump truck, but this is a this and this is a that and this is that. And I'm just like, how do you know so much? Because like they are hyper fixated on it. So that kid just really liked hydroelectric dams. Yeah. (laughs) Nice. That's so silly. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Any, any other silly, I don't know, just like I feel like we've all, when you're in a TYA show, a kid shouts something silly or does something <laughs> weird or I don't know. They're just weirdos.
3: My favorite, and this happened when I was doing Jeremy Jack, and then it also happened, I think, in a story I've told at the American Shakespeare Center. But my oh, yeah. favorite is that they don't know that they can't change the story Oh, you know, and so I love it when kids will, you know, like I remember in Jeremy Jack, there was a part where this vulture was coming after the turtle character, and every show almost some little kid would be like, "Watch out, exactly, she's my father, you." Yes. <laughs> And like he wasn't supposed to see her, so it was really hard for him to yes. be like, "I'm still interacting with you, but I'm also not taking your notes." Like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, exactly, because I feel like every two IA yeah. show is like, "Wait, turn around, turn around." <laughs> yeah.
0: Last night during SpongeBob, which I see. There's arguments about whether it's TYA or not, but that's not (laughs) irrelevant. (laughs) Never Uh, here nor there. (laughs) There's a part where Spongebob is throwing a bubble device into a big volcano, and it's at the end of the show, and they're counting down him throwing it in. And so he's like, one, two, pauses. This kid in the audience goes three
1: Aww. and i'm
0: standing there i'm holding up the scaffolding where he's standing and i'm laughing and then the actor playing patrick and the actor playing sandy have a little kind of ad lib argument with whether he should throw the device on three or after three <laughs> and then our patrick was like well that guy over there said we should throw it on three referencing the kid in the audience yeah. who shouted and Aww. i was like i'm living for this Aww. if there were kids in this audience every night and there are But I love when they shout stuff out. And maybe that's – I'm biased because I'm so used to performing for kids. But I think especially Spongebob really lends itself to having that kind of
1: audience interaction.
0: audience interaction. Yeah. So that's – in my mind, I'm like, this is a TYA piece, but it's also fun for millennials. And it's also fun for parents of millennials who had to watch it with us. (laughs) Right. But Um, I I love when kids shout stuff. Exactly.
1: That's that's what I was kind of getting at is like – because TYA is so interactive and like obviously universal lighting and everything we just, we see and we hear everything. They're like a part of the show with you and you ask them questions and they answer like, what color is this? What is that? Yeah. Oh, when you see this shout at that or like make storm noises or like whatever happens to be bringing them up on stage for
2: a bit or whatnot. Yeah. That's what I
1: I love that about TYA. Um, Steven, you have to send me a photo of you as cone face. (laughs)
0: Oh, I will. It's okay. Yeah, it's like, it, one of the first things I posted on Instagram in months. Okay, I, was like, good. I need people to know.
1: So you that might be your photo on our Instagram. We can discuss, but <laughs> Great. I feel like it has to be the coat face photo.
2: <laughs> so
3: silly,
1: it is so silly! Oh my gosh, yeah. I love it.
2: Um <sighs> Well, you kind of touched on this, where like SpongeBob, like, like, is it a, a TYA? Is it? For millennials, blah blah blah. Um, I went to see the Winnie the Pooh music musical. Oh, yeah. Winnie the Pooh show. Yeah, I guess it is a musical in um uh New York when it was in New York in January and it was the same thing with them where um I a friend's partner um, was uh, a designer or on the technical team, I can't remember. Um, but he was like, Yeah, we really thought that this was gonna be a show, that it was like kids kids would yeah. be here like parents with their kids um but what we're finding is that it's a lot of it's like us, people yeah. our age who are going for that nostalgia and like kind of doing the like disney bounding yeah. where like i mean i vaguely dressed as winnie the pooh like my sister went as piglet and my mom <laughs> went as christopher robin like Aww. of course we're gonna dress up for that you know so i love that the well nostalgia. winnie
1: the pooh <laughs> just makes me <sighs> <sighs> so emotional winnie the pooh <laughs> oh my gosh okay. i love it
0: I always Um, feel like, oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. no. (laughs) I was just going to say, I feel like (laughs) a lot of, like, very good TYA is really for everyone. mm -hmm. I I love the stuff where it's everyone can get something out of it. And I think it's important to make stuff where the main focus is theater for younger audiences. But I think the most successful ones, pieces, in my mind, have something for everyone. So Winnie the Pooh, I had multiple friends that were in the development process and stuff. where They talked about how yeah they they weren't expecting to have all these people our age come but in the development I'm like well of course we are because we grew up with with this and we love this and it's still I got to see it and it took me somewhere just the nostalgia factor and that I didn't I could truly escape the world for a second and yeah. just go to the hundred acre wood. And exactly. I'm like, I'm 30 and I need it. Thank <laughs> you.
1: <laughs> and I need no, it. No, so true. Yeah. I wish I could have seen it. Cause I feel like that would be just such yeah. a moment of like
2: respite. fight. Like yeah. Sweet. Oh, wait, so, so you happy. just said something that reminded me of something. Oh no. Ooh. Uh, Oh shoot. Poo. Uh,
1: friends. Uh,
2: oh darn it <laughs> that's okay. it's gonna come to me I'll just, it'll come to you in the I'll middle of the in. night and she'll text me <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah
1: well we actually went over a little bit on time is okay. there any last things we want to talk about with TYA it's been a blast yeah it's been so nice it's yeah. been so just like oh. positive
2: oh shoot oh no I had it and then it went away <laughs> heck out no! wait something about oh uh yeah Stephen when you had mentioned that like the really great TYA shows are not just meant for kids, but are really meant for everyone. Um, What reminded me of that was having worked on the polar express and something that is so ingrained in that show is that yes, like this show really is for the kids and for the people who have like forgotten how to be a kid. Yeah. AKA as adults. And like, Santa is, he is talking to the adults as if they're, like, like he's yeah. not, like, this isn't a facade for the adults. Right. It's like, nope, this is Santa. And, like, yeah, like, I don't know. Anyway, I, I'm not being eloquent again, but I think <laughs> no, I'm getting No, I get you. Yeah,
1: <laughs> totally. And literally, when we, when you and I went to the Polar Express, we enjoyed it more than any of those children. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We were laughing so much. <laughs> we had such a good time. So sweet. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Well, Stephen tell us how everyone can find you how they can find pipe and drape maybe what you're up to next
0: the best way to find me and pipe and drape is through instagram so my personal account is at steven in disguise that's steven with a ph okay and pipe and drape is at pipe and drape stories on instagram and on there, you will find links to the podcast on the major streaming networks, a link to the transcription of every episode on Blogger, and then additional TYA resources about fun stuff that's happening in that part of the industry. Nice. Yay. And um, next up for me, I'm headed back to New York um, Yay. and uh, hoping for the next best thing. Yeah, yeah.
1: totally. Yay awesome well oh, it was, well, so it lovely. was Catch yeah up. that was so <laughs> nice Stephen it was really really fun to get to know you and talk about TYA because it's just a fun pleasant conversation to have and I feel like we all need some silliness and some fun
2: in our lives right now you know yeah awesome yeah well oh oh wait oh. can I add something else I'm so Ooh. sorry I just just about how we talk to kids I just remember um Somebody saying that the way that we talk to children sometimes has a little bit more kindness in the way that than mm. the way that we talk to adults, mm. um, particularly about hard subjects. So, good thing to keep I don't in know. mind. Yeah, I just wanted to put that out there. That
1: give people yeah, grace. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I don't know. I don't know.
1: I like <laughs> it. I like it. Yeah. If you have, if you're going through something tough, maybe. Think of yourself as the little kid you're talking to and talk to yourself a little bit nicer than you might normally. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Awesome. Dawn, anything?
3: Yeah. 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 (laughs) Thanks for listening to this month's episode of Untamed Shrews. I'm Dawn. And I'm Becky. And I'm Hannah. Join us next time
1: for a shrews only silly episode. I just mentioned this, but I think we all need some silliness in our life right now. And we haven't done just a regular shrews episode in a while. We've had a lot of guests. And trust me, we love guests. But I think it's time just for a, a shrew only episode. If you have a suggestion on a fun, silly topic that you want the shrews to talk about, send us a message. We would love your feedback.
3: Yeah. Follow Untamed Shrews on our Instagram at Untamed Shrews Podcast and on Facebook at facebook.com slash Flagstaff Shakespeare Festival. All episodes of Untamed Shrews can be found on sunsounds.org, the Flagstaff Shakespeare Festival YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Please subscribe to the podcast, leave us a review, or put us in your Instagram stories. Help support the Shrew Crew. Seriously,
1: pause this right now. Okay, it's paused. Well, now, wait. But you have to listen to me.
3: Okay, well, you're,
1: you're pausing it in a second. You're going to go give us a five-star review. You're going to leave us a comment. You're going to follow us on Instagram. I am watching you. I need you to do this. You're going to share
2: us to your stories. Yes. You're going to send it to... A friend. To a friend, to a family member, yes. to... Uh, cue, dot, dot, dot. to anyone I can't finish my sentences today <laughs> Great. Becky's, Becky's having a stroke <laughs> um, anyway no seriously do that please <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Untamed Shrews starring Don Tucker, Becky Zeritsky, Hannah Fonts and Stephen Fala Yay. show art by Calliope Ludecker podcast theme song by Cadence Lamb podcast produced and edited by Hannah Fonts Presented by Flagstaff Shakespeare Festival and recorded with Sun Sounds Arizona special thanks to our audio engineer Gina Byers
1: Yay! Thank you, Steven. Bye.
0: Thank you.
2: <laughs>
1: Bye.
0: Bye.
2: Hello. Oh. Sorry, my <laughs> my sound immediately let's went keep out. It. <laughs> Great. I'm gonna do the same thing. Hello. <laughs> we are here with some sounds of Arizona. Oh my gosh. We are here with some sounds of <laughs> Wait, Arizona. let's
1: start over. Let's start over. Okay. <sighs>
2: Hello, we are here with some sounds of air. It's it went out again. I'm so sorry. All right, take four. Hello, Um, we are. here (laughs) I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Okay.
1: And just so you know, it's not going out on this side. It's just. It's just you. (laughs) It's just all in my mind.